Welcome to the Colander Medical Radio Show with Dr. Brian Colander, MD. Dr. Colander is a board-certified internal medicine physician who specializes in the assessment and treatment of artery disease. His medical practice is dedicated to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are going to be talking to Dr. Colander about his unique personalized concierge practice and his plans for revolutionizing healthcare. His vision focuses on preventing all the events that lead to the catastrophic diseases of our time. Dr. Colander will talk to us about how and why we develop chronic systemic disease and the course we ought to be taking to prevent it. To find out more about how to avoid diabetes, Alzheimer's, heart attack and stroke, stay tuned and we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome to another edition of the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Dr. Colander, welcome once again. Your shows are always very informative. We were talking just before we went into the recording about how you often get calls from patients who have another doctor but something's falling through the cracks. Tell us about what's going on with that. Yeah, well, this is um, actually a friend of ours who's in New York. And so he called. Uh, he was in a panic because he just saw his doctor and got the results. And he was not happy. The doctor wasn't happy. Told him that he needed to change his diet and exercise more. Our favorite phrase you know but wait let gonna... me let me ask you this what do you mean by not happy about the results the results of what what were they looking at what did they find well, that's what i asked him you know right. what are we talking about because i know what i expect to get results about and what's important to me and you know this is a person who you know for he comes from money and so i don't know what kind of doctor he's seeing and what but he, the let's level. Say he can afford the best he can get whatever he wants and so I don't know what he's doing, and so I don't want to make any assumptions. And I, I asked him, you know, what what are we talking about? What testing is it? Can you send it to me? I'll review it. And so it turns out that it was just a cholesterol level. total. That was all he was worried about. That was it. His total cholesterol was elevated, and his doctor told him that he needed to work on, you know, eating healthier, and exercising more, which is, as we know, white noise. And so even somebody who has means and who's intelligent um, goes to a doctor, trusts the doctor to know what they're talking about, that they're going to get the right tests. And I told him that that blood test that he's worried about means absolutely nothing. And there's no there's nothing about a lipid panel, especially the total cholesterol that gauges risk. And if you're a regular listener, you've heard this before, you know, all the time, 
that those standard blood tests that you get at your doctor's office mean nothing, then the question is, you know, why are you still going to that doctor who does blood work that's meaningless? Yet you get the result, whether it's good or bad, and you do or don't do what the doctor says. Um, you should not feel good that the result was okay, which means nothing. And you shouldn't feel bad that it wasn't okay because it means nothing. Well, here's what I think is interesting is here's somebody who's well healed enough to afford the best type of um, medical care, the best type of doctor, the best type of practitioner. He gets sent for medical tests. He gets results back. And instead of going back to his doctor and saying, where do we go from here? He's picking up the phone and calling you in another state to find out, to take a look at my take a look at my results and tell me what does this mean? There's a lot here, Amory, in, in that it's somebody with means and who's intelligent still doesn't know what to do. The the messaging to the world based on our healthcare system is to fall into the norm. You know, do the status quo, do what everybody's doing, even though we already know it's a total fail, that that process doesn't do anything to stop any of the 650,000 deaths that occur every year, we all still keep doing it. We all still, and, and the research is out there that tells us it doesn't work. I'm putting together a new lecture. And this lecture is, uh, you know, it's reinvigorating me a little bit. So I'm putting together a lecture to give to, you know, doctors or whoever. I haven't delivered it yet. Um, but the information about what's wrong has been around for 20 years. More. It's 2022. 22 years. The information that what we're doing is wrong has been there. And, you know, we'll talk more in detail about this the rest of the show about what is this information and why is it important? What's important is that no one's done anything to do anything about it. We're operating basically in an unethical healthcare environment. It's unethical. So, you know, as far as the patient's concerned, because obviously our listeners are all patients of someone somewhere. All, all the listeners that are listening in today, are, they, they're obviously, they have a doctor and they, they themselves are a patient. Patients can't do anything about it. Are we going to push the responsibility back on the doctor to deliver better medicine, to, to deliver better follow-through, or to just be on top of the types of, you know, diagnostic testing that you're on top of, which actually does something, meaning it actually prevents heart attack and stroke? Is it the failure of the doctor? Yes, I'm no longer protecting doctors. I'm no longer excusing the system for doctors choosing to be in it because I left the system. And I don't really think of myself as anybody special. I recognize that there was a problem developing with this population care, and I made the moves that I needed to make to make myself a better doctor and protect my patients. Spend more time with them and do more investigative tests. Let's come back and talk about that on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. And if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with the concierge practice, please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. 
Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board-certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. And for current listeners and new listeners, Dr. Colander is on every Thursday night after Mitch Album, 7 o'clock. From 7 to 8, we are live and wherever you are in the country, you can call in and talk to the doctor directly, ask questions, and he is available, and we are live every Thursday at 7. Dr. Collender, let's come back. We were talking about, and everybody's a patient. All the listeners today who are listening, they all are patients. They all have a doctor. We're assuming they all have a doctor. But there's a massive dissatisfaction in the fact that we still all live with the cloud above our heads knowing that we can develop diabetes, artery disease, we can have a stroke, we can develop high blood pressure. And something's wrong with this picture that we've been going all along from pediatrician to primary care physician, and we, we're still at risk. We're still we're, we're developing these diseases that it's well known in this country are absolutely 100,000% preventable. So we started the show talking about a friend of yours, uh, I believe in New York, who called you and said, you know, I've, I've got these tests. I'm worried about them. You look at them. What's wrong with the doctor looking at them, the doctor that ordered the test? What's wrong with the doctor not following through with his ability to lead the patient? Unfortunately, doctors, even though they'll all recognize that the healthcare system is broken, they're not leaving the system to provide better care for their patients. So when you talk about leaving the system, you were a board-certified internal medicine still diagnostician. Still, still are, am. still right. are. But in the average common garden variety practice, 20 years, and then you decided to bag it. You said, okay, enough is enough. I'm not delivering the care that I need to, to deliver to patients. You then created a practice which was dedicated to prevention to stop patients from getting the disease in the first place. Now what you're telling me is, why are all the other doctors not doing this? I don't know why they're not doing this. And where's the accountability and the responsibility to the patient? There's none. There, there's none. They're all basically selling out your health to make a paycheck that's stable. So I don't want to say that the process I went through to develop this practice uh, was easy. And I don't know, I can't tell you that I knew it was going to work out in the end, that I wouldn't end up being an employee at some hospital hating my life. Uh, but I worked really hard um, and made sure that it worked. And here we are on the radio, something I never thought would happen. And if I could do it, anybody could do it. And the fact that doctors are choosing to keep their paycheck, whatever it might be, um, instead of choosing to be better doctors, that's what you kind of need to look at your doctor and say, well, why are you making this choice? I'll... Now, the listeners have to follow their doctor. So well, when they don't they do... have any choice. I mean, what well, are they supposed to do? Well, what I mean is when the doctor says, hey, I'm going to take better care of you. But to do that, 
I've got to maybe limit the insurance that I take, charge a little extra because there's a process that isn't really covered by insurance. You got to go with them, him or her, and take that journey with that doctor while they figure out how to be the best possible doctor. You can't just sit there and go, well, I'm a patient in a broken healthcare system, but I'm going to stay here. It's hard for the doctor to do, but it's their obligation to you to do it. And shame on all these doctors in the state of Michigan and probably within the listening area that do not make that move. We're done, you know, crying for them. We're done about, you know, saying, well, the system's blocking them. They have no compete clauses. They've sold their, they've sold their practices. Well, that was their choice to sell their practice to a system that now owns their charts. They can't leave with you. I mean, this is all pretty pathetic. It's but I horrible. Mean, I think that, you know, for the listening audience who are all obviously patients of someone, uh, there's no one out there that wants to be to succumb to a catastrophic disease. Nobody wants to be one of the 600,000 people that are going to die of a heart attack. Nobody wants to get a stroke. Nobody wants to come down one day with a catastrophic lifelong disease, not to mention the pharmaceutical problems that go along with it. But I'm just wondering about the responsibility of the doctor. You take the Hippocratic Oath, you go to medical school. Is it not incumbent upon the doctor to be aware of the tests that are out there that will help prevent these diseases, that will that will stop people from being a number, uh, a statistic in, you know, cardiac disease and all of the diseases out there? Because we've got the technology now to prevent it, and I just don't understand as a consumer, why is the patient not being made aware of the fact that these tests exist, regardless of whether you have to pay for them out of pocket or they're covered by insurance? Doctors are not even telling patients that they're available. They don't know because the, the testing and the process is really not covered by insurance. And when you live in this what is insurance covered world? But I mean, I mean, really, who cares? I, I'm, not, I'm not defending anymore. Who cares? Recognize that the care you're providing is substandard and put yourself in a position to provide better care. I thought I'd, I'm, I'm shifting back a little bit from our talk to say, you know, why one of the reasons our system is bad, I'm, I'm going to talk about a study that was published in 2000. And this study followed 10,000 people that did not have health risks, like traditional markers of disease. You know, they had normal cholesterol, normal blood pressure, they're not diabetic, and they didn't smoke. And they took 10,000 people, and they screened them, screened them for plaque, and then put them into categories. And what they discovered is that healthy people without traditional risk factors developed heart attacks and strokes and died. And so the reason I'm calling our healthcare system unethical, not just broken, but unethical, is because this study was basically unethical. The people that were identified with having plaque, even though they had no traditional risk factors <clears throat> and were not symptomatic, they should have been treated, but part of the study was you can't treat them. That was a study. You cannot treat your plaque. I'm just wondering why it is with the technology that we have out there and the tests that we have out there, the CT, cardiac calcium scoring test, the CIMT that 
you talk about a lot on the shows and um, many of the other diagnostic tests and the recent uh, test that diagnoses, the blood test that diagnoses 50 different cancers when it's stage one. I don't hear any doctors talking about this or letting the patients know as consumers, these are the tests that are out there. You ought to find out about them and, and avail yourself of them and decide whether or not as a consumer you want to pay for it out of pocket. At least they should have the right to be able to decide that, especially if it comes under prevention and it's going to help you prevent having a catastrophic disease like cancer, like heart attack, like stroke. I don't have answers, Anne-Marie. I really don't, except to say that there's something about the psychology of being a doctor that leaves you, um, you know, afraid of risk. You know, the, the doctors are being trained. The, the person that decides to become a doctor is a rule follower and does what they're told. And, um, you know, that's the person who becomes a doctor. They're not someone who's going to be a renegade. And I don't really think of myself as a renegade. Oh, you're a major renegade. Oh, all right, fine. But, you know, that's who does this. And now it's a, it's a crisis between heart attack, strokes, and COVID. The failure of doctors to open their eyes and see what's really happening is a tragedy to the American people. Let's talk about how we're going to fix it on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show. If you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you ought to be engaging with the concierge practice, we're inviting you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in artery disease. Dr. Colander is here with us today talking about his personalized concierge practice and explaining the model of the relationship you ought to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we're encouraging you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that's 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. And as a reminder, Dr. Colander is live every Thursday, 7 o'clock, following Mitch Album, and he is taking calls from anywhere in the country. You can call the doctor directly and ask him a question about your own personal health journey. Dr. Collender, coming back to what we're talking about, and you talk a lot about, you know, the patient's responsibility to find the right doctor, but I'll come back to talking about the, uh, the, the uh, tests that you were explaining before we went to break. Well, you were asking, you know, what do we do? And I think to understand what do we do or what does the patient or the doctor have to do, you have to understand what's wrong and what's being ignored. So we were talking about this study. It's called the Kafis Kava study. And published in 2000, it took 10,000 healthy appearing people without traditional markers, screened them for plaque, and it found about 20% of healthy people without, again, normal cholesterol, normal blood pressure, you know, uh, not diabetic, non-smokers, 20% had plaque. And of that group, 10% died of heart disease in 10 years. And 
So my buddy calls, my friend calls me from New York to go, hey, my cholesterol is high. What do I do? And the doctor says, well, you need to eat healthier and exercise more. Like, no kidding. And he's basically, not just him, but all of you are being treated as a participant in an unethical study. Because now, if you knew someone had plaque, you'd have to treat them. We're treating our population, meaning all of you are being treated as if you're in this study, meaning you're not being screened for disease. The decision... Okay, go ahead. I just want to ask you a quick question as you're talking and not to interrupt for long, but the average internal medicine doctor, the average primary care physician, are they all telling patients that we do have screening tests that are available and out there, albeit covered by insurance or not covered by insurance, but we do have the technology to find out whether you have plaque, whether you have artery disease. Those tests that exist out there that are not being discussed, is it not incumbent on the doctor to at least advise the patient that they're out there? Of course it is, but they're failing. Why? Because they're practicing... Um, a dysfunctional form of medicine, and as we're talk, as we're building the case for right now, it's not just dysfunctional; it's unethical. So the American Heart Association puts together the atherosclerotic cardiovascular uh, risk calculator, which is how we all decide. We all, you all, are being decided whether or not you should be on a statin which has the ability to reduce risk of heart attack and stroke. And that decision is being based on a formula heavily biased on cholesterol numbers. Now we go back to the study that says asymptomatic people with normal traditional risk factors, which means normal cholesterol, a percentage of them are going to die of a heart heart attack untreated. This is what we're doing now. We're not doing anything different. We're practicing unethically. We, you, you're all victims of dysfunctional and unethical uh, health care. So, you know, what, doctors are following this formula that's been approved by our system. So our system's broken. Is it up to the doctor to leave the system? Absolutely. But since doctors aren't leaving the system, the we're here to educate the people what's wrong and this is just a little sliver of what's wrong. We're not identifying the disease that we need to treat. We're not identifying the conditions that cause that disease. So you may be walking around as a time bomb and your doctor says, go eat healthier and exercise, doesn't have any idea what risk you are because you don't require treatment based on the calculator but there's nothing about those numbers that predict risk because we already know 20% of those people, and my friend could be one of them, um, is at risk, even with good with numbers not requiring treatment. So you're you know, talking earlier about this COFIS CAVA study that said that tw- all these healthy people, 20% of them got sick, 10% of them died. 10% of the, of the 20% died. Right, 10%, so 20%. Of, of the, so... You know, I told my friend what I tell all of you, go get screened. And if you, and he's in, you know, I don't know who's in New York and who's doing what I'm doing, but so I didn't tell him to go get a CIMT. 
you know, in this study, you use CIMTs. Right. This is 20 years ago. This study yeah. based, they, they put the participants of the study into classes based on their IMT readings, not based on um, blood flow or plaque burden, but based on their IMT. So this is 20 years or more. We've And they started testing these people in 1990. 30 years of having this technology that our healthcare system still does nothing with Mm-hmm. because it doesn't pay. Well, like 20 years ago was when they first introduced here in the Detroit area, they first introduced the CT cardiac calcium scoring test measuring plaque. It's still not covered by insurance, but it also only costs $100 to have it done. It's simple, seven minutes, you know, no non-invasive test that at least gives you a starting point. But if you don't tell people about the test, they're not going to find out about it. And to my knowledge, most doctors are not recommending it as a standard test or part of an annual physical. Because they're not thinking about identifying plaque as a as an indicator of risk. They're being trained unethically to look at this formula as the indicator of risk. Okay, wait. I have to ask you a question. With 600,000 plus people, actually, I looked at the figures of 2020 um, uh, with the CDC figures. It was almost 700,000 people dying of heart attack. So my question to you is, as a doctor... Are you sure they didn't die from COVID? No, they didn't die from COVID. That's a whole other discussion. They definitely died from heart attack. But the the question that I'm asking you is, knowing that this test has been out for 20 years, knowing that the numbers increase of death by heart attack, knowing that most doctors know that the technology is out there, what is missing from this picture? Everything's missing. Um... You can't rely on a patient to find out about this. I mean, if they listen to the show, they're finding out about it. But what about the rest of the country? They they have no way of finding out about it. No, you have it's to rely horrible. on your doc. You have to rely on your doctor. You know, we. I don't even know where to begin. Of how, you know, that we're within a failed system. The doctors are complicit by not trying to do better. The data is available. To, there's no, it's not a secret. It's not hard to do, but if you're choosing to accept insurance, you're not, frankly, you're not going to get paid by insurance to practice prevention. So um, there also needs to be, you know, from a business perspective, a demand for a product. And if there's no demand for prevention, well, then there won't be a business for prevention. Who's going to create the demand? I mean, I'd like to think we are a little bit. Um, no, and we are certainly here right. on this radio show, but I mean, I'm asking you, are the doctors? No, they're not. Just just a handful. You know, 95% of doctors are employed by the system, by the man, which means all the patients that are being treated by all these doctors are being left to their own devices. And so the doctors are basically just treating end-stage disease. That's a disaster. Let's come back and talk about this some more on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show, and if you're interested in finding out more about today's topic or why you need to be engaging with a concierge practice, we're asking you to please only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. 
You're listening to the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Colander Medical Radio Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here talking with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, board certified in internal medicine and specialist in prevention. Dr. Colander is here with us explaining his personalized concierge practice and the model of the relationship you need to have with your primary care physician. He'll also tell us about the simple tests that are available and necessary, which aid to the prevention of heart attack and stroke. For more information, we encourage you to only call Dr. Colander directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. And I'm asking all listeners to tune in 7 o'clock Thursday evenings weekly. Following Mitch Album, Dr. Colander is live and happy to be bombarded with your questions. So, Dr. Colander, let's come back. Now, it's a great service that you're doing. There's no doubt about it. There's no one else doing it in this country. Taking calls from all over the country and different parts of the world and answering the questions that this desperate population needs to have answered. But once again, I come back to the fact that we have the technology here. Patients are not afraid of their doctor, but they're relying 100% on their doctor to guide them down a path. The path they're they're being allowed to go down, whether guided or unguided, is come back and see me when you have end-stage disease and I'll write you a prescription or you'll go and have you know, a heart bypass, or maybe we'll try to prevent a stroke from happening. And you may even get the stroke regardless of how wealthy you are. And you know who I'm talking about. doesn't matter. It's a equal opportunity eventuality. And, uh, you know, as I ask you all the time, whose responsibility is it for fixing this massive American problem? And we kind of talk about patients needing to go and find themselves the right doctor. How about doctors becoming the right doctor? You know, it's that would be great if it actually happened. And again, we touched on the idea of the psychology of the person that becomes a doctor. It's not in them to break the mold and be an outlier. Again, I'll say I'm an outlier, but I'm there's, I wish there were more of me because I can only help so many people. Right. There's millions of billions of people that need more attention and medical care delivered the right way. And I mean, we're talking about studies published 22 years ago that tell us in plain English what we should be doing and we don't do it. You just said it. The whole system is geared toward putting people in the surgical suites and or getting people prescribed drugs, period. This is another pathetic subject that we've discussed before and that's a show in and of itself. The pharmaceutical companies just running to the bank with the money that they're making and overcharging for drugs. Once you're put on the drug, you may be on the drug forever and be tethered to that type of a lifestyle once you've been diagnosed with a disease that is irreversible. And it's just really pathetic. And it's a shame that regardless of how many people are listening to this show, it's still not enough. Well, the whole country needs to know. If I may, I don't think the cost of our prescriptions is a pharmaceutical company problem. It's a pharmacy beneficiary manager problem. So somewhere a law was passed that allowed um, some inefficiency to be fixed in pharmacy delivery, and it's been abused to a horrific degree. So there's a middleman now between the pharmaceutical company warehouse and your 
in their pharmacy, and that middleman has been given the ability to um, exploit Medicare, Medicaid, Blue Cross to the tune of billions of dollars. And these this money is not going to anybody except companies that manage the, the, the middle ground. So a law was passed that allowed this to happen. I frankly don't know enough about it. I wish I did. Um, and we could have a month of shows on it. But I refer to this as uh, legislated fraud. You know, the, the lawmakers were trying to help somebody, but a loophole was, you know, unavoidable and abused. And it's a law now. That So the, the cost of drugs is the result of this loophole, and it can't be undone because it's a law. Um, the same thing happens in Medicare with chronic care management. You know, it's a well-intended sliver of let's get the doctors a little more money to take better care of Medicare patients. Problem is doctors aren't equipped to do that work. So another company comes in, collects data on the patients, the Medicare patients, they collect the Medicare money. The doctor gets maybe 10% of the money at best. And the data, the patient data goes nowhere because the healthcare provider isn't delivering it and, and or, or getting it. And it's healthcare provider, you mean the doctor? The doctor. And this is another, you know, le, you know, I'll say a well-intentioned attempt where a, a loophole was taken advantage of. And, you know, again, I call it legislated fraud. So, you know, what, back to where we were, what are people supposed to do? I mean, we need a revolution. You know, there need, this is, there's nothing short of it. Our system is broken from the inside out. And now, as we've learned from COVID, the government is complicit in the deficiencies of our healthcare system. The FDA is corrupt. And we're going to talk, we will have talked about this last Thursday. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about Fauci till the end of time and talk about the NIH well, and talk but, about the government. But, but the wait. doctors need to, 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 the American people who feel that you're being, um, not being taken care of by this healthcare system, there needs to be a revolt against it in a, in a mass number to affect change because it is not going to happen any other way. You cannot accept status quo, and that doctors shouldn't be accepting providing crap care. They should demand more of themselves. Well, it's pretty obvious that the doctors right now, um, most of the doctors are trained to just only treat a disease once it happens, end-stage disease. They're certainly very good at surgeries and medications and treatments once you've got the disease. Your whole uh, dogma is let's let's stop the disease from happening. That's what prevention is all about. And all I'm saying is my opinion is that doctors need to be more transparent about what is available, be it covered by insurance or not. The technology is out there. You know, I came from a country, the UK, where we had the national health care, but even having the national health care, we still had the, you know, we could still go to see a private doctor if we wanted to pay. We could go to a private doctor with a choice of going both ways. Here you don't. You're paying a private doctor, whether through your insurance, through your copay, or out of your pocket. You're paying a huge, huge, huge amount of money. And I'm saying that all doctors should be transparent about what's available out there. 
that can help and 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 lead to prevention. I hate to tell you this, Amory, but the point on, of right? right, the point of pride of doctors now is how many people they see a week. Is it 400, 500, 600? And how good are they at checking those boxes and getting bonuses from the insurance company and from the government and Medicare for, and their HMOs from checking boxes? That's their point, point of pride. They're, if they're successful financially in their healthcare practice, it's because they're good at checking boxes and those boxes, as you all know, have nothing to do with predicting your risk of having an event because those data points are worsening, not getting better. So once again, we come back to the fact that the patient has to take the lead and become more involved in their own health care. Because your doctor isn't well, going to try for Sad you. story. Sorry to say we're out of time, and that wraps it up for the Colander Medical Radio Show on News Talk 760 WJR, sponsored by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and again, I want to thank Dr. Colander for talking to us about taking charge of our health, being proactive, avoiding heart attack and stroke, and more importantly, what you can do to halt or reverse the process of chronic degenerative disease. It is never too late to start. For more information on today's show or to learn more about how you can engage with a personal primary care concierge practice, you can call Colander Medical directly at 866-COLANDER. Again, that number is 866-K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and that you have become more aware of your options in preventing and reversing disease. Once again, you can reach out to Colander Medical at 866-COLANDER. And thank you for listening. Opinions heard in the preceding program are those of the host and guests and not those of Cumulus Media or WJR Radio.